Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Speaker Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Enrico Ambrister. And if you're tuning in today, I can only assume that you want to increase your public speaking skills. You want to get better and amp up your confidence. And if that's the case, then you've come to the right place because that's the reason why I created this podcast in the first place, to act as a resource for those that want to increase their skills in public speaking and conquer the number one fear in the world. So if you're tuning in with me today, I just want to say thanks. In this episode, we're going to discuss a crucial part of public speaking and that's using the space that you were given. Professional and proficient speakers are aware of the space that they have when they're getting ready to speak. And not only are they aware of the space, but they're aware of how they can use it to its best utility. What I mean by that is, how can I use this space to bring home my message and to really connect with the audience? Questions like those are what proficient speakers ask themselves. And if you want to increase your speaking skills, the use of your space is something that you should keep in mind. Now, why is being aware of your space important while you're speaking? Well, firstly, it enhances your performance. Someone who is more mindful of how they use the space versus someone who isn't mindful has the upper hand. Secondly, it enhances the experience for the crowd. The crowd doesn't get bored. Because you're aware of the space and how you can use it to your advantage, the crowd also benefits from that. Lastly, each section of your audience feels like they were specifically thought of. So you can use this tactic to make it easier to connect with your audience and have them feel as though you thought about them and thought about the points that you wanted to deliver specifically to them. Okay, so let's get into it. I will give you the basics, but once again, this is something that you have to practice. Every speaking situation is unique, as I will demonstrate, but once you have the basics down, you can use them to fit any situation. When you're speaking, you will most likely have one of three setups. The first setup is that there is a lectern in front of you, but movement really isn't encouraged or it would make the speech seem awkward. For example, graduation speech. Most graduation speakers or commencement speakers, they stand behind the lectern. You rarely see a speaker move to the right or move to the left on stage. Now, this setup is usually applied to more formal events. The second setup that you'll have is that there is a lectern in front of you, but you're able to move around. And some examples of this might be at a Toastmasters meeting or even at church. Your pastor or your priest might begin behind the lectern, but he or she then moves to the left, moves to the right, moves into the audience as they are so led. And the third and final setup is that there is no lectern in front of you. So there is nothing between you and your audience. Regardless of setup, there are a few key things that you want to do in every speech. Let's talk about them briefly. When you begin your speech, you want to have strong and firm body language. This will help you to build rapport with the audience. 
we talked about body language in my previous episode, Your Body Speaks More Than You Do. And it is true. Before you utter your first word, your body language is sending a message to the audience. So whether you're behind a lectern or not, you want to establish your speech with firm body language firstly. This also comes with the understanding that there are three basic areas of the room for the most part when you're speaking. You have your audience members that are right in front of you, you have those that are to your left, and those that are to your right. When you begin your speech, unless you have an unconventional opening, such as having to use various gestures and a portion of the stage to get your point across in the beginning, you want to start with the power position. And the power position is looking directly in the middle and speaking to the audience that's straight ahead. This is usually where you want to deliver your introduction, your conclusion, and your key points, right in the middle. Since you have audience members to your left and to your right, that position is your power position because not only are you engaging the audience members in front of you, but those on your left and right are also engaged because everybody is looking directly at you in the middle. These are just a few things to keep in mind regardless of setup. You want to begin strong with strong body language and you want to start in your power position talking directly to the audience members that are straight ahead. Let's talk about setup one. You have a lectern, but movement isn't encouraged. You might be asking yourself, okay, how do I still engage my audience? This feels very tight. This feels constricting. It doesn't have to be. When you begin your speech behind the lectern, look straight ahead. Start in your power position. Talk for maybe about 15 to 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds. Then, after you deliver that key point, after 20 seconds or 30 seconds, you then turn your head and maybe even shift your body a bit to your audience members to the left. Now you're speaking to those people that are over there. You deliver your key point, then you turn your head and you shift your body to the right. You speak to the audience members that are there. Then you shift back to center. That series of motions is an incredible way to still engage your audience and to show them that you're aware of the space that you're given even though you are behind the lectern. That was pretty straightforward, but I do have something you shouldn't do when you're behind a lectern. You absolutely should not lean on the lectern or have your hands on the lectern using it as a crutch. When you do that, your body is sending a message to the audience. That message might be that you're nervous, that you're uncomfortable, and your audience can sense that. The closest you should get to physical contact with the lectern is if you have some notes on there and you're just shifting your notes. The second setup that you might have is that there is a lectern in front of you, but you are allowed or encouraged to move from behind the lectern. Like the other setups, I do encourage you opening in that power position. This is your introduction. Those first few sentences that you utter, that's your hook. And you want your audience to be hooked so that they can listen to everything that you have to say. 
once you deliver that introduction and it's time to move on, there are a few basic ways to move. The first basic way that you can move is from the middle, then you walk to the left of the room. You deliver your content and your key points to the audience members on the left side of the room. Then you walk back to the middle. You might say a word or two here, you might stop here briefly, then you walk to the right side and you deliver your points on the right side and then you walk back to the middle. So that's just a basic three-point line that you would follow. Usually the best way to sequence your movements is that you want to deliver a key point when you're standing still and while you're walking, that's when you talk in between your key points. So whenever you move to the left side or the right side of the room and you're still, you want those words or that sentence that you're uttering to be something that is of importance and something that you want them to remember. Now let's talk about the third setup, when you don't have a lectern in front of you at all. Setup number two and setup number three are probably the most common ones that you will encounter. When it comes to setup number three, I do encourage the basic movement as well, moving from the middle to the left to the right, back to the middle. That is a foolproof way to use the space that you were given. But when it comes to the third setup, you have a greater opportunity to really use your space and captivate your audience. I'm going to give you a few examples, but through these examples, you'll see why I encourage you to put this into action or to try it yourself. Because once again, every situation is different and you want to have the basics, but you have to realize that sometimes you might have to switch it up in order for your message to be received in the best way possible. So for example, let's say you're giving a chronological speech. You're talking about the past, you're talking about now, and the future as well. A great way to use your space in that instance is to designate the middle or your power position as the present. Every time you refer to or talk about the past, you go to one side of the stage. So let's say the left side of the stage is your past. So whenever you refer to the past, whenever you are in the past and talking about it, you're on the left side of the stage. When you come to the present, you're in the middle. When you talk about the future, you're on the right side of the stage. So you can use this space to clearly articulate time periods. Doing this will cause your audience to have an immediate association with a particular part of the stage and the particular piece of your speech that you're presenting to them. Let's say you're giving a speech where you have to designate different locations and identify them. The left side of the stage could be the kitchen, the right side could be the bedroom, the middle could be the living room. So anytime you're traipsing from the kitchen to the bedroom, you move from left to right. So each part of the stage represents a particular part of your house. You can use a stage to talk about pros and cons. Let's say you're giving a speech on the pros and cons of a particular subject. When you talk about the pros, you're on the left and you're pondering. When you talk about the cons, you're on the right and you're letting them know. You can apply the same logic to a speech that has 
three steps to accomplish something. So step one could be on the left, step two in the middle, step three on the right. So as you can see, there are a lot of variations that you can use when it comes to your spacing on stage. While the exact way you choose to use it may vary from speech to speech, the basic premise is that you want to start with a bang in the middle, then move to the left and move to the right. As a speaker, you want to ensure that you use the space that you're given because it does add some flair to your speech. It keeps your audience engaged. They're not bored. And it's an easy way for them to visualize where you are in the house or if you're in the past or if you're in the future. Those visual cues can help you bring home your message more thoroughly. Another thing I like to do is let's say I'm talking to the audience on the right. I would walk to the left, still talking, and then turn to the right and deliver the final key point. So you're speaking to them and now they're thinking that you're about to go to another side of the room, but then you turn around and make that final point to them. So that's a way that you can switch it up as well and keep people on their toes. And those are the basics for using your space in public speaking. Now we've already discussed one don't, so let's talk about the final two don'ts. Don't number two, you don't want to have your back to the audience. So no matter what you do, whenever you move from left to right, or even if you take a step back, you always want to be facing the audience. Never turn your back. It's a sign of disrespect, and it just cheapens your momentum. In fact, it interrupts it. You can have a steady flow, but as soon as you turn your back, it's almost as if you're putting a wedge between you and the audience. So you want to be very mindful of that, especially when you're doing a presentation. It might be easy to just turn around and point to the screen and forget that there's a group of people behind you. But you always want to do a slight turn, never have them see your back. And the final don't is don't pace back and forth. You want to have very controlled movements and you want your movements to be in sync with your message. Some people, when they have anxiety, they pace back and forth and that distracts your audience. It actually takes away from their ability to retain anything you're saying because they're just watching you go from left to right, left to right, left to right. So whatever you do, don't pace back and forth. This is very distracting to your audience and they're more focused on you going from left to right and left to right and left to right than what you're actually seeing. This is a reason why I emphasize practice. And if you listen to me, you might be tired of me saying that, but I want to repeat it because that is the key to getting better. I've given you the basics, but unless you get up there and practice using your space, you won't know if you're inclined to pace back and forth or not. It might sound easy to you right now, but until you get up there and see how you react, you won't be able to change it and to use your space most effectively. So my suggestion to you is to take these tips the next time you're speaking and challenge yourself to use your space. And that's all the information I have for you today. I want you to keep in mind that these little things, they add up. Many people get up on the podium, get to the stage, to the lectern, they just start speaking. They're not aware of their body language. 
They're not aware of how they should introduce themselves or introduce their speech. And they're not cognizant of how they can use their space. So just by you being aware and listening to this podcast, now you have the knowledge. The next time you go out there, you can make a difference and you can shine like the star you are. If this podcast has been beneficial to you, please leave a rating, leave a review so other people can see how this has impacted you. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Once again, the Speaker Secrets podcast is dedicated to bringing you the tips that you need to be a skilled and confident speaker in this world. And if you're sticking with me, we'll get there. Until next time. This is your host, Enrico Ambrister, signing off.